Hi, my name is Gabby Stevenson from Massachusetts, and you're listening to VS Podcast. ¿Qué pasó, amigos de Pancho Villa's Army? El Sargento here. Okay, Cornel, I do. You're really yeah. behind here on the eight ball. What's oh, going on? I'm fault, man. I'm, I'm still over, brother. I'm still over. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of VS Podcast. Uh, Fortunately, Coronel had a rough weekend. Coronel, are you okay? Are you surviving? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I, I, I'm good. I'm good, man. You know, with the you know everybody makes fun of my age, and now it's really, really starting to show. You know, it just I don't I can't bounce back like a couple hours after a night of partying. You know, I need three, four days, brother. By the time it's Wednesday, I'm ready to go. But of course, it's not about us, Coronel. It's not about us. It's about our members. It's about just people who are passionate about La Selección all around. You know, we're all here about Mexico soccer, about Pancho Villa's army. So we're going to go ahead and introduce our next guest, Coronel. Who do we have today? Well, we've got Gabby from the East Coast, Gabby from Boston, Gabby from Massachusetts. Gabby is a hardcore uh, Mexico fan. Happy and excited to have uh, Gabby. Gabby on the show. How are you doing? Hi, how are you guys doing? I'm doing well. Excellent. So, Massachusetts, it's uh, quite a ways. I know. I regret it. Um, So, I'm actually originally from El Paso, Texas. Um, And I went to college in Dallas, but I decided to pursue my PhD and and ended up going to UMass Amherst, which is actually not in Boston, but like two and a half hours away from Boston, so not even near the city. I live okay. like in, in a small town. Right. <laughs> um, access to Mexico soccer around here is impossible to get. Like I can't even get Telemundo. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, no. It, oh, yeah. You got to pay that extra, like, streaming fees or whatever? Yeah, no, I have to. Like, um, when any, there's, like, tournaments and stuff, I just have to for that little time period because it's expensive. I'm just like, I just don't understand. So we definitely need more Mexicans around this area. Absolutely. Well, I got, if you need to pay for the for the streaming services, I got the in on it. This is the uh, segmento, segmento de Pirateria from El Coronel Part 2. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Uh, so yeah, so I'm here. I've been living in uh, the East Coast for about nine years, getting my PhD, which apparently is taking me a long time. And uh, when I first came across Pontevedra's Army, it was actually my advisor. He told me, you're going to be stuck doing your dissertation for years because you're doing something that's you know, qualitative and gathering your own data. So please pick something that is not going to make you miserable. So I'm doing my dissertation around uh, soccer fans in the United States. How I came across Montevideo's Army is I saw some posts on Facebook and I reached out to um, Sergio and Cece and, uh, and you, Rich, and uh, we talked about, like, you know, me talking to people and coming watch games with y'all, and it just happened that I also just really became and fell in love with the atmosphere of PBA, um, the commodity, like all of like the good stuff that y'all do. When I first met you, I was just, I traveled from, you know, Massachusetts to uh, the Copa America game in, uh, when was that, 2016? Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think yeah, it was 2016. 2016. 
And so I just randomly met you guys. I was just like, well, I sent you all a Facebook message and let's see how it goes because I had plans to go to, you know, the friendly against Chile in uh, San Diego. Then I went to the game in uh, Phoenix and then I went to uh, the game in uh, the, at the Rose Bowl. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was so much fun. It was really, really great meeting you. Um, mm-hmm. We not not only uh, did we do Phoenix, Los Angeles, San Diego. Am I correct? But did you do Texas, like a Dallas or San Antonio game as well? Um, I went to the San Antonio game, uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the one that was a couple months ago. Oh, no, yes. I went to San Antonio for a game twice, yeah. Yes, yes, same, right. okay, mm-hmm. yep. And then and also, and then one over by, uh, over near you, over in Jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I remember, yes, the one at the MetLife Stadium. And yep. I remember that I was with my friend, I was meeting her after work, and we randomly ran into each other in yep. New York at yep. the World Trade Center uh, Memorial. That, well, was, how, that was crazy. How did that even happen? It's such a know. big city. Being New York and so many things to do, we just happened to go visit the, the, 9, the 9-11 Memorial, and uh-huh. we turn around, sure shit, you're right there. Yeah, I know, holy shit. <laughs> I know it you. Was awesome. It was awesome. And it was great because Ruby was with us. Ruby's yes. crew, they drove mm-hmm. up from Florida. So, man, it, it was a really great time, really great it time. It was, yeah. No, that was awesome. <laughs> well, it sounds like you and Coronel definitely had a serendipity moment there in New York. So I'm curious. I know you told me about the P. Now you got me all excited. Like, hey, I want to go get my PhD if I get it. I'll do his research in Mexico soccer and fans. Yeah, I want to travel too. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so tell us a little bit more about what you're actually doing in that research. What What are you looking for? What um, questions are you asking? Or what is mm-hmm. it exactly that it, it entails? So um, what I'm doing is um, it's an ethnographic dissertation, and I'm going to couple it with um, you know some surveys and interviews. So be on the lookout for that. <laughs> it's a great it's a great um, plug-in for you. We want to get you we get you some uh, some people here. Absolutely. Exactly. Fill out my survey. Talk to me. Um, and what I'm looking for is just I think one of the most interesting things about Pontevedra's army and the way that they you know define fandom, especially soccer fandom in the United States is that, you know, everyone is very supportive of, you know, other teams, other groups, but like, you know, you all love Mexico. And I think that has a lot of impact in the way that the way that we define or look at lots of questions, like what actually defines like citizenship, um, belonging, um, what it means to be a part of the United States and how that can look different. And it doesn't have to look, you know, one way or another, like you do not have to like be a USA soccer fan to be a like a, to be a good USA citizen. So I think it's uh, so so it's around a lot of questions about um, how we define ourselves and how we identify and how you all use soccer fandom to create this you know great community within the United States that's transnational you know crosses borders. So I think it shows like not only how like fluid our border really is, but just how as a community we can all gather around this like really great team, this really great atmosphere. And just become, you know, a strong, like, have a stronger sense of, you know, community and self and identity. That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You're absolutely right. I mean, I think that, you know, we all root for Mexico, right? Of but course, yeah. at the same time, you know, we always, we, we break off and we have our own individual league teams. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we, we, we see and I go, or Chivas fans. Um, you know, we also watch the English Premier League. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of us are Liverpool fans. Do you follow any other uh, – well, I know the answer to this question. I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> I, I <know>. that, yeah. <laughs> do you follow, do you follow like, an English Premier League team? I do. Mm-hmm. It might be Tottenham. <laughs> Not oh, Liverpool. Tottenham. Yeah. Good, but I'm surprised. Really? What I did not surprise. know that. <laughs> 
did you enjoy the did you enjoy the uh, Champions League final? Oh, um, well, did you? I, 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 I don't think you enjoy. I got to rub enjoy, it in. I, gotta... I don't know that that first goal. I'm I'm questioning some of this refereeing. Oh, uh, here we go. Yeah, we no, go. I, Tottenham's having an interesting year. <laughs> there obviously like some internal stuff is happening there. I guess there was a rumor that, who was it? I think Vertonghen was sleeping with Erickson's wife, so Harry King punched him in the face, which is why he had a black what? eye. Yeah. yeah. No, they're, they're falling apart internally. It, no, but I mean, it, that's a cool thing. Like I said, there's so many different, so many different clubs that, cause I know, mm-hmm. I know, I didn't realize you were a Tottenham fan until I met you, until we talked about it in New York. Well, yep. we were in Jersey. You know, so that was that was pretty interesting. It was fun. So here, no, no, here's here's my question, Gabby, because your last name Stevenson is very um, very common in El Paso, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the most so did, last name. did you did you marry into the Tottenham uh, family, or was this something that you always followed? Um, I married into the Tottenham family. Ah. Um, yeah. So go to no, cut um, her some slack. It, you know, she's yeah, she's, exactly. Yeah. You know, you but, can't always. No one's perfect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But my family grew up watching um, the Me- the Mexican soccer league, and actually, the, the biggest soccer fan that I know is actually my grandmother. You know, she's 88 years old, and she'll watch every single game that is aired. Nice. And, and she will like, you know, she'll call, and you know, she'll be like, "What are they thinking?" And she'll watch every Mexico game. She'll watch all like the U17 games. Like she'll watch everything. So I think I get my fandom and my ability to cook. From my grandmother. Oh, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna come. It comes. It comes good down in the holiday season, but all day, every day. I mean, your husband's a lucky guy. Then you know you gotta have that. Gotta have the cooking down. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's true. Just, it's, just, you know, it's a must. So that is 88 years old, man. It's always it yeah. always goes back, right, Corona, to like the old school generation, right, where they just you know they've had that passion forever, and it just passes mm-hmm. down generation to generation. And uh, we're, we're gonna you know we can, I, I can see us continuing doing that as well with our kids. So oh, absolutely. I'm already there, dude. I'm like 88. <laughs> right? Every every time we do a show, I like I like gain like 10 years. It's it's well, a, you it's probably a, feel like 88 after being hungover. <laughs> This is true. This is true. This is true. Oh, we got a live one. I love it. <laughs> Tell us about, you know, any travels that you've made. Um, actually, for me, the most recent one, uh, when it was at the, the San Antonio game, which obviously did not have a very good result for Mexico. However, the next morning, I was, you know, arriving at the airport, and I was going through security. I was like, is that Memo? It's like, no. And then I was, so I was like, that, is that Cochoa? So I walk through security, and the entire Mexican team is in the gate next to mine. Nice. And nice. I, I got a picture, like, you know, with Ochoa and a picture um, with Fabian. And, I, you know, Chucky was there, but – and everyone was all around him. But it was – I think that was just, like – it was just crazy. And I probably felt as good as the colonel did during that picture. So <laughs> it, was, it was worth it. <laughs> no, that's good, though. That's – that's good. So at the, at the gate, were there was there were they surrounded by other fans? Was it was it like chaos, or did nobody really know who they were and just kind of like laid off? At first, there, um, it wasn't like chaotic, but I think more people started realizing who was there. Mm-hmm. So then, it, you know, more people started to creep up on them. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I was also being a creep, like just standing there. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. And that's okay. You bought. You paid your flight. You paid your ticket to the game. Exactly. That's okay. 
Exactly. It's so, funny though, isn't it funny that you feel bad at first? You're like, I don't know if I mean, if, especially when nobody has, you know, has uh, come up to them yet, right? They're 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 fine, right? and you're like, they're like, do I want to be the first one? Am I, you know, bugging them? But then, you know, I mean, like I said, that's part of their life, I think, right? I mean, they they're used to it. As long as you're respectful and it's not crazy, like nobody's pulling on them and doing stuff they shouldn't. I mean, I don't know. They should they should expect that, don't you think? I think so. And I mean, they it was they didn't seem angry about. Um, people approaching them. So I think you're right. I think they do expect it. And like you said, it's, it's part of the celebrity. Mm-hmm. It's part of, you know, this is what happens when you're part of a group that people, you know, call in sick from work or just travel across the U.S. just to watch you play a game for 90 minutes. Like, obviously, you mean a lot to individuals. And I think they, it seems like they understand that to a degree. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you get a chance to see where they, when they played in Bermuda, there was a couple fans that were at the hotel, and they just, when they came off the van or the bus, they just walked right past them, but didn't even acknowledge them. And they were catching a lot of heat for for not acknowledging those fans. I don't know if you got a chance to see that. No, I didn't. Yeah, there was a, there was oh. a couple of fans, yeah, that they were out there the night before in Bermuda, and they just zipped right by them. But I, yeah, only they, two of them, too, which is yeah. awkward now. You know, like, if, if it was, like, a big group of people, of course, they're not going to say hi to everybody. There right. were only two of them. Like, with you have to. And, I, and it was awkward just watching it because they were just chanting, right, Mexico, and, it, and they just kept walking by. And I'm just like, I felt bad for them. I'm like, what the hell? But you know what, though? You know what? I'm going to let you in on some. Those, the, the individuals that were there, Mm-hmm. They go to every single game. They go to every World Cup. They're constant. They, they're they're with. They travel everywhere the team travels. And if if my memory serves me correctly, they actually know like people from the federation. They know people. They know players. Mm-hmm. Like they know them. Like they know because they're all they see each other all the time. So it's kind of like you know when Z drives by my house, I don't even wave to him anymore. And I'm like know, an hour away from him, but I still. Yes, talking. exactly. So I don't even I don't even acknowledge him, right? So I'm wondering if. Maybe it's because I think that's what a lot of people are missing. They're taking the fact that, oh, they just blew these guys off. Yeah, the whole this, story. This couple, these people hang with them. That right, I, so from what I know. They, see you again in a couple yeah, hours. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you in a little bit. We'll see you at the stadium. We'll see you in the locker room. You know, and, and, you know, so I don't know if that's, if that's truly, truly the case, but that's what I believe. That, I think that would make sense because, you know, part of their livelihood is the fans. If no one watched Mexico soccer, if people stopped traveling for them, like, that's not good for them either as an organization and as a team. So I think you're right. I think it must be something more to do with the fact that, you know, these individuals travel with them all the time. They know them. They see them. They were tired. What's the yeah. point of saying hi to someone you see every day? This is why a lot of, I find myself too with a lot of the players, they get, you know, they get fed up with the media too because they jump to conclusions and they blow up things and then they're just like, oh my gosh, now I got to explain it. You don't even know the whole story. Who is a player that you would just geek out on? Like, and this is like all across, like legends to current players. Probably Chicharito. I've always had a, you know, a warm spot for him in my heart, so I think it would be him. You haven't had a chance hmm. to meet him in person. I have not. Yeah. No, and actually, so when I was there um, in San Antonio for that game, I was talking to uh, one of the workers. And he was saying that Chicharito was actually like on a, the 5 a.m. flight because obviously he was not going to Mexico. He was going um, back to Spain. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, if only my flight was earlier. <laughs> just missed it. But I how know. you came close. You came close. Oh, so close. It's yeah, so it's going to happen. It's going to happen it, it, one day. It will happen. It will I happen. Hope so. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Coronel, who's your player? 
Well, man, to be honest with you, I've met a lot of players. I really have, and I've been. No, 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 I've met them all. No, 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 no. I've met a lot. I've met Chicharito. I've met. I met a lot of them, right? Now you're rubbing it in on poor Gabby. No, no, no. No, when I mean, you know, it will happen because I, I mean, I've had chances from traveling so much that you bump into them at airports or at coffee shops or whatever. But I think the one player that I would probably, I mean, I, I felt like that about all of them, right? Oh my God, I would love to meet. Uh, Claudio Suarez. Oh man, I would love to meet Chicharito. I would, but and then you meet him, and it's like, oh my God, who else? You know, would I love who's to next? meet? Yeah. And who's next, right? But I think I think the one person that I would meet, that I would love to meet, not a Mexico player, but Steven Gerrard. Oh. Gerrard, yeah, for Liverpool. I think I think that would be probably the one because I mean I think just because he's obviously in, in a, on a different continent and just oh, I grew up watching him and just. The type of person and player he was, not not to take anything away from these other players because they are the exact same thing. Much respect for everybody, a lot of these players for what they do. But I think Steven Gerrard is probably the one that I'm like I that I would probably freak out. I thought I heard a rumor that he was moving to the states. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard of that. Him coming to the states that'd be that'd be super cool. I, I I'll, I'll go stop. I was going to say, become a stalker then. Yeah, I'll become a stalker. Yes. Go stalk Perfect. him. Go find him. Yep, yep. Any, any you... connections out there for a coordinator to meet him, uh, you know, reach out. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll, keep my, I'll keep my ears and eyes open for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's make, let's make this uh, dream for a coordinator happen. So who would, who would you meet? Who would you, like, yeah. freak out to meet somebody? Who, well, who would that be? It's funny. Like you said, you know, you start to meet these players and they start to, you know, you check it off. For me, it was Hugo Sanchez, right? So I was like, dude, that'd be cool. Oh, be cool. oh wow. I went with our captain here at Phoenix PVA to go um, to Columbus to watch the Mexico-U.S. game a few years ago, and the Dos Acero curse was, you know, eliminated. You're, you're, it is a talisman. You're the, you're the lucky charm. I'm the lucky charm. You, I got to go to more <laughs> games. And then I, we get in a flight, and the same flight on the way back, Hugo Sanchez was sitting in first class, and, and I walked by, and I was like, oh, crap, is that Hugo Sanchez? And I shook his hand as I was walking by, you know, and he gave me a card with all his stats and everything, and I'm just like, thank you, you know, and the whole flight, I wanted to go up there and get his get his autograph, get a picture. He every time I every time I walked by, he was asleep. Well, they didn't take a creepy picture of him sleeping. That, that would right. have been great. Right? Yeah. Wow. Gabby, what, Gabby, what he didn't tell you, what he didn't tell you, he actually went and put on the uh, the airline uh, uh, steward. What do they call the flight attendant, flight attendant, outfit, flight attendant yeah. outfit? And try to get into first class. Try to meet him. You know what I'm saying? Try to get a picture. That didn't go I was well. Surprised. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, we we we, land, we landed. I was like, dang, I missed my opportunity, right? He they he, he they exit first. You know, he he lives in San Diego, I think. And I was like, so we right away looked up where the connecting flights to San Diego. We found out the term, you know, the the terminal area. We run, walk by, we can't see him. And I was sitting there, I was in a restaurant eating some wings of all things, eating wow. some chicken wings. So we walk up to him, and uh, Fonzo was was scared to, to approach him. He's like, "No, I don't want to bother uh, bug, bug him. He's eating." I'm like, "Dude, we walked all the way over here. We did all this effort. We're gonna talk to him." I, we flew all yeah, the way from Columbus. Yes. Yeah. So we we yeah. approached we approached him. You know, he uh, he, he this you know hands full of sauce. You know, wiped his hands, shook our hands. <laughs> Took pictures and uh, that was it, man. So that that was uh, that was one that was checked off. But my next one is Jorge Campos. I, I would love to meet Jorge Campos, El Brody. What, what flavor? What flavor? What flavor chicken wings was he? Eating? I don't know, man. I wish were I they, were they mild? Were they hot? <laughs> when I smelled my fingers <laughs> afterwards, I think they were like uh, you know habanero, like honey habanero sauce, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Oh wow, honey habanero, fancy. <laughs>
you know, we're talking about veterans and current players. Um, are, you know, are you guys currently keeping up with the uh, under-17 um, squad right now in the World Cup in Brazil? I unfortunately not because of my issue of being able to access games, although now I know I have it in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you got you to get that coronel, yep. I share, know. Got to share your uh, secrets, bro. I get the secrets so we can get them. No, yeah, brother, we're you know we're we're following. We we won, um, so we're moving on to the next round, which is which is great. Um, it took them a while to score, but you know what, whatever. You know the ball's got to bounce our way sometimes, and it, you know so we'll see we'll see what happens. Now nah, we got to play Holland, so maybe they can they can get a little bit of that revenge back from the Nora Penal. I know it's a totally different era, totally different generation, but. You know, we need we need to beat them. Um, you know, we beat uh, two of Asian powerhouses, you know, that were doing good in the quarterfinals, South Korea and Japan. Uh, yeah, it's kind of difficult for a lot of people to watch these matches, you know, either because it's, you know, difficult if they don't have Telemundo or the opportunities to watch it on TV or they're during the day. I think uh, the the one against Japan was like it, during the middle of the day, right, Coronel? I mean, we had a... Yeah. We had, a, yep. we had to find ways to watch it. So Absolutely. This next game is going to be at, I want to say, 11 a.m. Pacific time or Mountain time or Arizona time, whatever time we're on right now. It's around, it's around uh, lunchtime around there, yeah. Uh, so. Around lunchtime, yeah. So it'll be roughly like, what, 3, 4 o'clock? So, uh, yeah, Corona, we're looking forward to that. Um, there's also a Mexico game coming up, too, right? There's going to be uh, hopefully some watch parties going around, all the PVA members in different areas. Uh, Mexico is at, uh, in Panama, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mexico, Mexico, Panama coming up this Friday. Uh, so yeah, we've got a lot of the pod, a lot of the uh, uh, watch parties are being set up. I got some good news for you, Gabby. I was contacted by a gentleman out in Boston. He says he's from Boston. So again, I'm not sure how big Massachusetts is like or that, in that area. Time. Well, well, but I'm not sure how big it is because in two hours you can be a different state. Look at Jersey and uh, New York. True, right. that's true. They're all connected. The 15, yeah, 15 minutes you're on the other side, right? But, yep. uh, yeah, he's very interested in starting a uh, a chapter out there on the East Coast. So, Ooh. you know, that'll be hopefully that'll be coming up soon. I, just, I mean, Boston is two hours away, but I, because I'm in I'm the watching part of uh, Massachusetts, they expect you to drive to Boston for work all the time. Like, for example, I have to go to Boston tomorrow for work. Yeah. Is, is, it, is it a rural is it a rural area that you're yes. in? Yes. Um oh. there's like cows less than a mile oh. away from me. Um, horses, people have chickens. Like exits. You know how like in Texas and stuff, like there's an exit oh. every mile? I once missed my exit once and I was on I the like the next exit was for thirty miles. So it made my trip so long. <laughs> That is scary. Thirty miles. Like, what do you have to yeah. go to the restroom, or what if you're running out of gas? It's that's scary. Yeah, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. You can't oh. turn around. That's so. Yeah. Let me let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. So, okay, go ahead. How far uh, is is Salem? No. When did they have? Where did they have those witch hunts? Salem. Salem. Yeah. Salem. That's in Massachusetts, right? Yes. How far are you from that? Uh, about an hour and a half. Ah, Howard, have you ever gone? Like, what's the, is there a big attraction? They're in Halloween, right? Yeah, I've never actually been, but it's supposed to be super cool and creepy in Halloween because they obviously have all of the, you know, all the witch stuff and all of, I'm sure they can do like a lot of uh, haunted houses and events and a lot of community learning around Wiccans and witches. Uh, But there's this, actually, the strangest thing I've ever been to is in this place called Surbridge, and it's a little town that mimicked what life was like in the 1600s. 
And so, you know, there was like people play acting the roles of, you know, making the butter and have, talking the way that you could talk back then. And it was just strange. <laughs> Wow. It's like, it's like uh, a lot of history there, but I can imagine like, a lot of people are very like culty and, and love that kind of stuff. And... Like, what do they wear? Like, do they wear like like older old, old, old fashioned clothes? Close from like the colony days, right? Yeah, like, the, like what pilgrims would wear, like that kind of clothing, like skirts and the women and like the hats and. and the ha- what? Dude, that's awesome. Oh, so that yeah. like, like Thanksgiving is probably like a big draw, you know, big there as well, right? Because oh, of that yeah. connection and. I mean, I just can imagine, dude. I always wanted to go during during this time, right? During the fall, just because of Halloween and, and Thanksgiving. I just, I bet people just go all out in that area. Oh, they do. And I think what helps, too, is all of the fall colors. That really helps, mm. you know, setting up that atmosphere and the creepiness. So. So we, we don't have that. We've never seen that. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. We see it on pictures, but it looks like it's, uh, <laughs> fake. It in it's photoshopped. Hey, so it's speaking... like, well, fake in real life. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Okay, so right now you mentioned everyone. Everyone talks, you know, kind of like the olden days, or they kind of talk that way. How come you don't you don't have that Boston accent, that Boston? Yeah, she's been there nine Boston. years. Go socks. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, you should you should already be. It's wicked. It's wicked. <laughs> it's wicked to say. Is it? <laughs> hey, that's some wicked hot chowder. Uh, I'm not well. Actually, Western Massachusetts um, does not have the Boston accent. And in oh, really? fact, the first time I heard someone speak with that accent, I thought they were speaking a different language. I was like, "What language is this? Like, what are they saying?" Because I don't, I don't know what I still don't know what they were saying to this day. They're just like they were out in the parking lot, just yelling at their phone. And then it wasn't until they said the word "wick," um, "wick pizza," I was like, "Oh, that's English." <laughs> that's, oh, that's old English. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's. I mean, it, I think it's cool. It's unique. Uh, because obviously Very. we're obviously not used to it. You know, you go to Chicago, you go to New York, and they have, you know, obviously their own uh, little twist or their own little sayings or their own little accents. They're just like when you go to Mexico, you go to you go to La Ciudad, they've got the accent. You go northern Mexico, it's a different type of, of, of lingo. And I just think it's really unique that, that that happens throughout the world. You know, I think it's I think it's pretty unique. So I think it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, when you think you can blend in, I mean, I remember when I went, you know, went to Mexico several times, you think like, I, you know, I speak Spanish, I got this, and you're talking to people, they right away can sniff you out. They're like, where, yeah. are, you, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from, I'm from, I'm from, I'm from Zacatecas. Yeah. They're like, no, you're no, from you're California. No, you're not. No, you're not. Oh man, it. <laughs> and they always say I'm from California. I don't know why. I'm like, no. Oh, interesting. Because he's always wearing the Lakers jersey. No, dude, don't even. Oh man, I just. Wow, you get Jersey. I just broke out in hives. I just. Oh man, that's rough. Gabby, any final statements? Anything you want to say to to Mexico to our fans? Yeah, no, I think um I think this is great that y'all are doing these podcasts. I've listened to a few. Uh, I think it's great to hear from other people I've met on my trips. It's like, oh, I know this person. Like, it's nice to learn a little bit more about the people I've met. Just like, or to learn about people I've never met before and now I look forward to maybe seeing them at a game um, and I just think that Pontius Army just does so much good stuff for you know the community and I like that they you know I love the promotion of the Adelitas like I think it's great that you really work hard to promote women and I think that's actually one of the things that uh, when I you know part of my dissertation is that the way you all are you know incorporating women into game watching into leadership roles I think that is something that's very unique in terms of Mexican soccer. And I think that's something that's really important that I think you should totally, like, you should get credit for and um, deserve a shout-out for that because that's something that 
women in Mexican soccer going to games, like that's something that's becoming more common. And I think a lot of the work you do really does help promote that. So thank you. And I really look forward to watching more games. I'm, I think I'm going to try to go to the Dallas game in March. So I'm hoping I see y'all there. I'm not sure if y'all are going, but well, yeah. We're, so. we're going to be there. We'll try to get you. We'll try to get you. Yeah, we're trying to get you uh, to meet Chicharito if we can. Oh, there you go. That's a promise. <laughs> I, I, let's see if we can get set up. Yeah, okay. I think Coronel has him on speed dial. He's about to call him right now. Imaginémonos cosas chingonas, carajo. Imaginémonos. But, you know, Gabby, I, before before we get off, before we get off, now that you mentioned women and soccer, have you had a chance to follow a lot of the – well, I know it's really difficult because not, not even – us who have access to like Telemundo and all that stuff, we don't really get a chance to see a lot of the women's, the Mexican women's soccer league. Mm-hmm. We do follow it online and whatnot and, and, and who wins and, and whatnot, but I think, in my opinion, I think that we've needed that in Mexican soccer to compete, mm-hmm. you know, to raise the level of competition, especially versus the powerhouse that the United States the United States women team, and they, they're just awesome. So have you had a chance to follow that? Or what do you think about the league, the the, the women league in Mexico? I follow them as much as I can. I think I come up, you know, with those things, like it's hard to find those games. But, you know, I follow them online, follow them on Instagram. Um, from what I'm seeing, it seems like they're trying to do better, but it still feels like there's a lot of work that needs to be done to to get them to the level of, you know, the United States. They are still battling with, you know, equal pay issues, with um, issues of equity in terms of games being shown, how um, access to their games, just the level of respect that you have uh, for players that are the women players versus the male players, even though they are arguably a lot better than the USA men's soccer team. So I don't think it's unique to Mexico. I think in general there's just a lot of work to be done. Which is why I do think it's important. Like, if you have women involved in fan groups and in these type of roles, like, I think that the next step is then for organizations to see, okay, women do care about soccer and people care about women's soccer. So we all need to be trying harder and more. But I do, I do think it's important for us to promote them as much as possible because I think that's how you get into people's ears saying, like, hey, this is something important. This is something that we should invest money in. And especially especially for a lot of the youth, because I coach mm-hmm. the high, at the high school level uh, girls' soccer, and the same thing, you know, because a lot of times, a lot of the first, a lot of them are first-generation Mexican-Americans, and and they don't have a lot of the means or the, the knowledge of, you know what, you have to fill out, you know, uh, you got to apply for grants. You have to apply for this. You, this is what you have to do if you want to go to college. You know, there's certain steps that you have that they're unaware of. And through sport, and that's kind of one thing we try to promote is through sport, you have a chance, you have another avenue to get uh-huh. to, whether it's a community college or to, to a university, but you have options. And that's kind of what I think with the, with a lot of the youth that's going on, because soccer is the number one sport played by the youth today, is and not not only women but also boys. But we know that there's that lack of, uh, like you mentioned, attention that the the women's soccer gets. Yeah. I agree, and thank you for taking, um, you know, using your time to volunteer these women. I think that's important. Yeah, it's I, for us to do our part as much as we can. 
Yeah, it's definitely highlighting all the people that are, you know, getting involved and making a difference and getting the word out. That's probably the big thing, right? Is, t- is the more you talk about it, the more it's just top of mind, it's topical. It's gonna it's gonna bring attention to it. Um, this is a great opportunity for me to actually to um, give a shout out to Amy Lopez. She's from uh, Food Mix Nation, a uh, big contributor there, and she does an article um, every week about takeaways from Liga MX Femenil. She is. Uh, I-, I see her constantly making an effort to bring this into light. So uh, big shout out to Amy. Coronel, thank you. Uh, any final thoughts for you, my friend? No, I just ready for ready for uh, Thursday's game, U17, and then uh, and then I said show in the major um, on Friday. Yeah, it's a, big, it's a big week for for Mexico, and hopefully uh, we get to see a, a final um, with U17 and uh, Mexico. You know, continue to dominate in uh, in the was it the League's Cup? But we always forget uh-huh. the name of this yeah. this League's league. Cup, it's like yeah. the Nations League, yeah, League's Nation Cup, League Cup, yeah, yeah something league. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Gabby. Thank you, Gordon. With that, uh, we're going to sign off. And uh, you guys have a, a good, fantastic rest of the week. Thank you, Gabby.